podcast. I'm Jeff. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> this is not coming out on Valentine's Day. <laughs> but it is today for me and you. It is today. We've been smooching all day. My lips are all red and swollen. My butthole's that way, too. <laughs> Tell everybody your name. Josh. Josh. That's me. If you have we- never listened to M-Class Podcast before, we sat down with a piece of Star Trek media and we... Uh, go through it piece by piece and show you why Star Trek is great, even if the episode sucks. <laughs> Which might be foreshadowing. I didn't say that for any reason at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have a feeling. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is the beginning of the Gods Collection, suggested to us way back by Boston Sean, and uh, voted on by nobody. I just chose it. I just chose it this time. You just chose it. You didn't. Nobody voted on it. No. You pulled a executive decision. Well, it was like the night before we were supposed to announce what the next uh, collection was, and I was like, "Well, fuck. I'll just pick one. I don't have time." You for prayed this. to the gods, and they said, "Do the collection about us." <laughs> and then we did. Now well, we're Apollo here. Apollo did it. Um. <laughs> The episode that we're going to be talking about today is the Star Trek The Original Series Season 2 episode, Who Mourns for Adonis? Is it Adonis? Is that how you spell Adonis? Uh, Not like the way we understand spelling Adonis, but like... uh, It's Greek, what, Greekish? I found out that Who Mourns for Adonis is actually the line 415 of the elegy Adonis by Percy Shelley, who you might know as that fucking nobody that was married to Mary Shelley who wrote Frankenstein. Oh, right. The husband who wasn't as good as her. Yes. Uh, He sucked and she was great. I mean, apparently, like, if you're a literature person, he was a really good poet, but fuck him. She wrote Frankenstein. Eat my ass. Thanks, Krakatoa. (laughs) What? (laughs) So, I think it was Krakatoa. The volcano erupted in Indonesia, and it was the loudest eruption of all time. Mm -hmm. It also caused a long, prolonged winter time because of all the ash in the sky. And that's why the Shelleys and their friend, when they went on summer vacation... That's why they wrote the stories, because they couldn't go outside, because it was so cold. Yeah, you're right. It was real shitty. I forgot about that. That's a fucking fun fact. There you go. John Larroquette history fact of the day. How historical. (laughs) He just put a pipe in his mouth and an old-timey hat (laughs) on his head. Uh, This episode sucks. (laughs) Um... It was written by uh, a huge fucking sexist named Gilbert Ralston. <laughs> uh, there's a few really sexist. I, I I watched a bunch of episodes after this because I was like, I love Star Trek yeah. and I'm gonna watch yeah. more of these. And uh, there's some really really real bangers coming up. <laughs> with the sexism in the show. Yeah, Star Trek the original series has this like uh, arc that no other Star Trek series has. Where it starts out super fucking good and gets yeah. shittier as it goes along. <laughs> it gets worse, which is weird. Like, season three of Star Trek, the original series, is just full of garbage. It's almost completely garbage. Yeah, there's some hot garbage in this season. Yes. Um, including this episode. 
Yeah. Which not only is just full of blatant sexism, but uh, there's also one of my most hated lines in Star Trek history is in this episode. Oh, man. I wonder what it is. It's, uh, I'll go ahead and tell everybody. It's uh, w- mankind has no use for gods. The oh, right, one yes. does us just fine. <laughs> because in the far-flung future, the enlightened future, everyone is a Christian on Earth, and that's it. That's right. That's right. Thanks, Kirk. That was That was for the American TV audience. It was. That was for the 1960s. That's how your mom would let you watch Star Trek. They don't have any atheists on Star Trek. I like that Captain Kirk. He's a good Christian boy from (laughs) Iowa. Uh, He wrote for a bunch of horse shit on TV like everybody else who wrote for TOS. And uh, (laughs) most interestingly, he wrote the screenplay for the 1971 film Willard, which you might know is the movie where uh, Back to the Future Dad is best friend with rats. Back to the Future Dad? Um, What's his name? Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover? Yeah. Is he a child in that? No. I've never seen it. He is not. He's. I guess he's supposed to be a teenager, but he looks like a 1971 teenager. So is this? Are you right? Is that right? Yeah. I don't. I don't see him on here. Where is he? Willard. Yeah, I clicked on it. Uh, Willard film. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Actually. You're thinking of Bruce Davidson? Davison? Bruce Davison, huh? He's the... Yes, he's... Okay, Bruce no, Davison Willard is... Willard Stiles, Crispin Glover. I'm looking at a totally different... Are we going through like a... That's 2003, like, man. Is the one I'm looking at. I fucked uh, up. I'm looking at the 1971 one. I fucked up. I was Bruce lo- Davidson is... Yeah, Crispin uh, Glover is a million years old, is what I'm saying. He's... <laughs> I was going to say, is he, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he was a vampire, because he's a super fucking weirdo. Um, no, you're right. It's, he did the original Willard, which is, uh, I thought had Back to the Future Dad in it, but it does not. Well, it should. Cause well, it turns out crazy. that I don't know anything about the movie Willard, so let's move on. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. <laughs> I've never seen it, so fuck it. Did it win any awards at the awards shows? That's all that really matters, am I all right? All I care about is awards. Uh, this was this episode was directed by Daniel Marcus. Uh, I wonder if people listening to the podcast are like, why do they say who wrote and directed these? I don't know it's any important. of these fucking people. <laughs> it's important because it like there's a couple of uh, DC Fontana. Like you can tell, right? Like yeah, when the they're going to be kind of good. Right? Yeah, yeah. Although, Ralston's not writing any of those. Ralston wrote this one, and that's it. So that lets you oh, know how it? good he was. Yeah, if you're not getting asked to write a Star Trek episode in 1967, like another one, that's not a good sign. Uh, this episode was directed by Mark Daniels, who uh, has directing credits for 14 episodes of Star Trek The Original Series. And here's a little bit of bullshit for you. A little bit of inside <laughs> baseball horse shit. He is tied <laughs> okay. with Joseph Pevney for directing the most episodes of TOS, because they count the Menagerie Part 1 and 2 as a single episode. Oh, really? Horse shit. I'd be on the horn calling my agent. <laughs> my, he looks like every photo of an old British man you've ever seen in your life. Like, if you can picture that, <laughs> that's what he looks like. Alright, I'm picturing it. Like, if you picture what J.R.R. Tolkien looks like in your mind's eye... <laughs> <laughs> 
That is what this man looks like. Uh, he got his career start uh, directing episodes of I Love Lucy. Everybody knows that Lucille Ball is the reason why Star Trek exists. Yeah, because she was a, actually an alien. Yeah. It's uh, why she had such uh, inhuman red hair. Wow, that's... You said it was fake red, Josh. I'm not, it is fake. She wasn't a real redhead. I'm not coming at real redheads. I'm coming at aliens pretending to be redheads. Okay, all right, because we have... We, we'll remember that. <laughs> it's, I heard that about elephants and redheads. They both vibrate when they're happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, some more than others. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of um, Yeah, he... Uh, if it wasn't for Lucille Ball, there wouldn't be Star Trek. But uh, another interesting fun fact about Daniel Marcus, who was, you know, is the most prolific director in TOS history. Fuck Joseph Pavney. Eat my dick. Uh, <laughs> he was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I now live. Wow. Interesting, Fascinating. Interesting facts all around today on the episode. <laughs> So many fun facts. It's also fun, isn't it? <laughs> Do you want to give out your address? Yeah, I, I live mean, on 123 Suck My Dick Street. It's really, oh, it's unfortunate. Is that that real squiggly street, like in San Francisco? Yeah, it's in San Francisco, actually. What's that street called? Uh, Ble- Lombard Bleaker Street. Bleaker Street. Um, no, that's where, <laughs> that's where the guy lives. That's where Detective Man lives. Uh, he lives at Baker Street. That's that song. De- detective. Yeah, <laughs> Bleecker Street is a, is a song, I think. Baker Street, Street is. Anyway. <laughs> uh, there's, there's two things you need to know about this episode. One, it was written in 1967. So keep that in mind when you're watching it. Two, it still sucks. Even if you keep that in mind, it's not great. It's not a good episode. There's, like, moments when it's like, oh, I think they're going to go this way because it's a Star Trek episode. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, it's not going to go that way. <laughs> Captain Kirk's grand plan for defeating Apollo is let's let him kill one of us until he has no power left anymore. <laughs> That's right. He was like, let's <laughs> sacrifice one of us. He doesn't care which one. It could be him. Fuck it. But that's my plan. And everybody's like, well... We didn't try and think of anything else, so that's the only one we've got. <laughs> They're like, all right, we're going to try it. Let's do it. Um, there's The episode starts off uh, on the wrong foot right out the gate where um, there's a lieutenant who's doing her job, and uh, Scotty totally wants to hump. Like, he's big on the hump train. <laughs> And Kirk and Bones, like, tease him about it, which I'm sure is not allowed in Starfleet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's... It, they kind of, like, are, like... Scotty sucks. Like, Scotty's, like, Jordy, right? Like, he can't land a yeah, girl. he can't get laid. Um, and they're, like... Realize Montgomery Scott, he never scored. <laughs> he never scored. There's a line that I hate, too, where McCoy is, like... Uh, something about like 
I just don't know if she wants to settle down with him. And it's like, what the fuck are we talking about? He's like, he thinks she's the one for him, but I don't think she feels the same. And I'm like, is this a high school locker room? What are we doing? (laughs) It's yeah. It's like, they just are getting a cup of coffee. Like, and now we're like, they're going to get married. (laughs) Like, what the what? It's, there's that great, the greatest line in Star Trek history where Bones says, uh, she's like all the others. She's only in it, in the service until she finds yes. herself a man. Then she's which gone. Is, which is like so completely outdated for our time period. But for Star Trek, that's like obscenely yes. outdated. Also, for the 1960s, that's outdated. Like, there yeah. was... Women's liberation happened before this. <laughs> yeah, it was going on. It was happening. There's a lot of, of change going on in America, and, uh... Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, Gene Roddenberry was a big proponent of women's liberation, so it's just weird. It's weird that this is in this episode, but the whole episode is basically about how Lieutenant Palamas is just she's looking for the right dick that's all she's in the service for and all it takes is a god a, a god god yeah. man um do you know what really annoyed me and like i couldn't stop paying attention to the whole episode the uh, hand Adon- <laughs> yes i'll tell something about that in a second but adonis has one nipple out the entire episode yeah you let that titty free and uh there is makeup over the nipple to try and hide it as best they could. <laughs> oh, because a nipple would be like too much for 1967. Yeah, and housewives watched... would start humping their vacuum cleaners or some shit. <laughs> they turn into like feral werewolves if they see a nipple on television. I really love that visual. Um, they're just like the vacuum's on, and they're just like, "Oh my god, a titty! They got, just... He got one titty! Oh my god! <clears throat> I'm gonna start voting." Oh my god, they can't have that now. <laughs> well, um, he's got his one titty out, which is the whole episode. And I'm like, why did you make the costume like that if you just had to try and hide the titty? Give him, like, a shirt. Or, I don't know, like, what do fucking Greek people wear? Yeah, I, give him a toga knows? that covers his titties, like, so yeah. great. In, yeah, uh, give him a Bill, Bill and Ted, Ted. toga. <laughs> All we are is dust in the wind, man. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Um, Let's just talk about that movie. Fuck yeah. We should do a talks over for that, but anyway. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Like, I was going to say something besides this titty. Oh, I was watching... Um, I have all of the episodes of Star Trek on my computer in, like, the original special effects. Yes. And I didn't feel like booting up Netflix, so I just went ahead and started watching it. The uh, hand showed up, and I laughed. In the old one. In the old one. And all I could think of was like, well, they had to have done it better in the new one, right? So I'll check that out so I can I compare the for the one. podcast. Yeah. I yeah. ended up watching the rest of it in the new one. Um, it looks even worse in the new one because they, the way, they're they yeah. so close on it. They, the camera is so close to it all the time. <laughs> it's like... It's, like, too um, clear. Like, it, it's, yes. like, too HD. So, like, it doesn't look, good, like, good at all. Um, it reminds me of, like, the Enterprise CG shots that they would do, like, oh, for yeah. Enterprise. Dude. And you're like, oh, this is, like, right before people could do this shit. <laughs> like, it just it doesn't look right. This, like, I was laughing, especially in the new one, because I saw the old one first. Like, 
they show the planet on the view screen because they're mm -hmm. heading towards it, right? And yeah. then they just switch to the hand coming at them, and you don't really see the planet again, even in long shots of the ship. Somebody saw yeah. that episode and thought, where's the planet? They have to be near the planet. So they like put it in. So they put it in, and it's massive in every shot, like crowding the, sh the cinematic, like... The f whole frame is just half They George planet. Lucas'd it. There's a dewback lizard walks in front of it. <laughs> uh, what else gets up? Uh, a stormtrooper does a Wilhelm scream. It's perfect. People didn't even know what that was. They're like, what is this? This is what Gene Roddenberry and Mark Daniels wanted back in the day. <laughs> uh, could you put in some more dewback lizards? <laughs> Oh, there's not enough of that, man. The screen real estate. Hey, uh, okay, uh, George, whatever you say. <laughs> keep signing my checks. A giant green hand shows up. <laughs> uh, Which, whew. <laughs> man, we're off to a good start yeah, already. we're five minutes into the episode at this point. A giant this is after the sexisms. This yes. is after all the sexisms. A giant green hand shows up, and everybody's like, is that a fucking giant green hand? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I may or may not have watched this episode uh, under the influence of some <laughs> um, giant green other things, some green blood, <laughs> some green blood, and uh, I remember just I was like, what? <laughs> and I like I knew about this. Like I remember the hand from it's like a thing, right? It everything makes. I think Futurama makes fun of it oh, a bunch. Yeah. It shows up uh, in the fucking the end credit scenes of Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, the green hand is in like the end credit scenes where it's showing all their different adventures they go on. Oh, and that's the one they go on is with the hand. It's one of them, yeah. It's all a bunch of references. That whole series is a bunch of references. Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> it's, at least that just was relegated to the credits, I guess. We, we got a win on that one, um, I, I suppose. You know what's weird is that no matter how many like sexist things happen in star trek there's all like no one ever treats uhura like a woman in the same way no no uhura's like um she's like not treated that way you're right yeah. it's it's it is weird like even in this episode like she's working her ass off and like spock is like what's the timeline and she's like oh you know it's a ton of shitty work and he's like well i trust no one to do it but you yeah that's what I... So I thought that that's where the whole, like, Spock, Ahura bullshit love comes from, from the J.J. Well, movie. There's a there's a scene in an earlier episode where he plays the Vulcan Lear, and she, like, sings a love song to him. That's right. That's right. But she's, I remember like, that. T she's, like, making fun of him, almost, when she's doing that. It's not, yeah. like... It's like happy birthday, Mr. President, yes. right? Like it, it wasn't She's like just playing around. Yeah. Like they cut away to other people who were like laughing and clapping along as well. Right. Like they're just having a good time. Right. Even Spock that, is like smiling a little bit while it's happening. But that means it's, that they fucked, I guess. I guess. Right. I guess. Really, they yeah. needed a romance in the movie, and they thought everyone expects us to make it Kirk. Kirk and Uhura. Everyone expects us to make it Kirk and anybody. So anybody, we'll right? Oh, well, he had Green Lady. He had uh, he had the Orion. Because remember, they are in the they're in the Federation. Yeah, remember I guess, all those right? Green Ladies that uh, yeah. Kirk fucked all zero of them. Yeah, that no, but that's that's what happened. Because I read a Wikipedia. <laughs> Kirk only meets one Green Lady, and it's Batgirl from the old Batman show. 
and oh, she's yeah. completely insane and tries to kill him a bunch of times. There's that pink lady who wears that. Is she pink or is she just like? I think she's there's a pink lady who wear. They go to that planet where they're slaves and the Quatlus. Oh yeah, I think she's just pale. I don't think she's, she's pink. just pale. There, I think there is a pink one though. Pink Ranger. Anyway, Pink Ranger is there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah a hand yeah. shows up and they keep trying to like juke it they're like go right go left and it's back up go forward it's just a big hand so it grabs them which is super funny looking <laughs> it looks really bad the hand looks kind of like a hand I mean it looks like a hand if you're like made a like a crab claw with your hand yes <laughs> Like, if you're pretending to be a crab, that's what the hand looks you can, like. You can tell that, like, the person whose hand they're using has no idea what it's supposed to be doing. They're just, like, yeah. pretend like you're grabbing, a, like, a burger. And it's like, okay. <laughs> no, How thinner. You... Thinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a, like like you're grabbing a pizza slicer. Yeah. You're like, what's pizza? It's 1967. We don't have that yet. Yeah, what is that? Is that what those fucking Italians in the cities do? Except he wouldn't have said Italians. <laughs> he would not have saying? said Italians. I was going to say, <laughs> Ita- that's not what he would have said. This fictional racist that we've created. Yeah, this fictional racist who was the hand on Star Trek. <laughs> Fictional sexist racist from 1967. Uh, I pointed this out on Twitter, but I want to point it out before we go into our first break. Um... There's there's this conspiracy theory among Star Trek fans that uh, William Shatner is bald and he wears a hairpiece. Yeah. And uh, I can't speak for post the original series because uh, hair technology right. probably became a lot better around then. But if you look at what the TOS makeup artists were capable of doing, a.k.a. Chekhov's horrible fucking wig that he's wearing oh, the in this wig. episode... <laughs> Why? Then you know like, did they, they try could to make not him have done Kirk's hair. That's impossible. Did they? Did they try to make him look more cherubic, like a child? Like when why he, would when he signed up to be Chekhov, he came in with like a monkey's Davy Jones Beatles style haircut. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's why he got hired. But he right, because he looked like David Jones. Yeah, he didn't learn about the fact that he was he was hired until several months later after he'd already cut his hair. Oh, so they gave him <laughs> so they gave him a wig until his hair grew back out again. Man, it sucks not to have t- telecommunications back then. <laughs> the the g- agent would have called the guy. Hey, uh, maybe you should call your guy Walter and tell him not to cut his hair. It, it looks so bad. It's so terrible. <laughs> I watched the... Uh, I, I'm just going to try to keep talking about every other episode besides sure. this one. <laughs> I watched The Trouble with Tribbles last night. And, Classic. Uh, when, like, Uhura really likes the Tribble, uh, and Koenig is acting like he, like he's like going to buy it for her or whatever, mm-hmm. he is straight checking her out hard <laughs> in real life. Like, he is not acting. He is, like, in love with her. Probably. Like, like if I was working... Like, he's 22 at that point. Yeah. And, like, back in those days, 22 was considered, like, a child. You're still, like, a kid. Yeah. Uh, media did not revolve around 22-year-olds at that point. <laughs> so he's looking at this lady, this, like beautiful goddess goddess of a woman yeah. i would be in the same shoes there's there's like uh there's like a, a a part where like the lightning like hits off of her skin in that episode and it's like an angels is singing yeah like 
It's like this woman, like she was probably like an alien to these people. Like she's not from Earth. I don't no, think she's from the planet of beauty. That's where beauty originated. Baby, Babylon Five. <laughs> Babylon. <laughs> Babylon Five. That's like a Wayne's World it's joke. So Jesus Christ. Funny though. <laughs> Schwing. Um, Schwing. Oh, man. When's Schwing coming back? Fucking right now, buddy. It's coming Fuck by. yeah. It's uh, Valentine's Day, Schwing. <laughs> Schwing. And on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back after these messages. After the messages. Sure, Sir Isaac Newton unraveled the mysteries of gravity, but could he have unraveled the mysteries of Rubik's Cube? Three weeks ago, Judge Smith retired to her chambers with Exhibit A, Rubik's Cube. She hasn't been seen since. Warning, once you get your hands on Rubik's Cube, you may never be able to put it down. Rubik's Cube, over three billion combinations, but just one solution from Ideal. Welcome back from those messages, everybody. Hopefully you purchased that good or service so we could keep the lights on. And hopefully yeah. it's something that gives us money. Even if it's a commercial from, like, 1985. You better get that ALF doll? I don't know what it would be. I put Rain Rainbow Bright last time. It was, like, a cereal, Rainbow Bright cereal or something. Yeah, I didn't. I should have listened to that episode because I found out Rainbow Bright had a cereal, like, yesterday. That's weird. That. Uh, I I loved Rainbow Bright. Rainbow Bright was really cool. There used to be like a like a mom and pop video store in my town, and I would go and rent like the Rainbow Bright cartoons, and I'd watch the shit out of them. That's cool. I was like a I was like a tiny Care Bear child. I loved the fucking Care Bears. Care Bears were cool. Um, Care Bears what had else? weird superpowers. Like they could all like Voltron together and fire a love beam that like murdered villains. It was pretty awesome. Because villains get murdered by love. Yeah. If you shot a that's love beam works. at Donald Trump, he would disintegrate. I was going to say, that's how he killed the Nazis. It's funny that you <laughs> um, said that other so guy. They try, <laughs> I know. Totally unrelated, right? Except the same thing. Com um, completely the same thing. Uh, they try to break free of the hand. It doesn't work because it is a big hand. And <laughs> um, We're just like blowing through this one. <laughs> We're like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. The it's Valentine's Day. I'm trying to fucking get through this. Um, I'm trying to get through it. The fuck. The uh, the ghostly image of some fucking idiot. He looks so bored during this. Like he looks yeah. more bored than I do as an audience member. Yeah, he like I think they tried to make him be godly and like stern or something. But this guy, this guy doesn't look like he's having he's the fun. He's day. really goofy looking. He's like a gangly, like, he should be playing, like, a character in Revenge of the Nerds. He should not be playing Apollo. He looks like the dad from, uh, the uh, Quiet Riot video. Oh, no, uh, not the Quiet Riot video. It's the, oh, the uh, Twisted, uh Sister. Twisted Sister. Yeah. yeah. He what looks like that dad. What are you gonna do with your life? I wanna rock. Yeah. It is the same guy, probably. It might be. Fuck. Check that <laughs> Who out. Who knows? Everybody at home. Let's just say it is. It's the same fucking same guy. guy. I think uh, they hired him because he's like six foot eight. Like he's really tall. He's, this guy. He's okay. I'm tall. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Somebody's threatened. No, I'm just taller. <laughs> Fuck it. No, my dick's big. Yeah, I got bigger. Um, <laughs> but he starts talking a bunch of fucking godly nonsense, right? And they're like, yeah. 
uh, he's he's like I'm from five thousand years ago, and you you know people like Odysseus, right? That's fucking my homeboy. Remember, your your forefathers, right? And yeah. it's like your forefathers, a bunch of fictional characters. <laughs> Odysseus, the real guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Captain Kirk is like, let us go, you big bitch, and he's like. <laughs> Uh, no, you're my children, and I will shepherd you. And um, Kirk's like, "Well, we're gonna shoot you with our big guns." And Do they shoot him at this point? They're they're gonna try to, but he's like, "I'll close my mighty hand." Oh, that's right. He squeezes the ship, and then you get some like Bobo ass special effect going on. Yeah, it's just like a it's a special effect they use all the time, which is a high pitched noise that keeps getting more and more high pitched. Yeah, and, this, and the shot goes on for, like, far too long. And everybody holds their ears because I guess they're popping. I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of thought it was, like, they they thought of it, the writers thought of it as, like, a submarine. Like, yeah. they didn't really, like, understand that, like, a ship in space isn't, like, a submarine in a lot of ways, no. right? Like, it kind of is, but not really. Like, there's not, like, pressure on the ship. Submarines were, like, the dopest, hottest new shit at this point. Like, we'd only had it for, oh, yeah. like, 30 years or something. And so they were, like, in the future, we're going to have sky submarines. Well, they just got nuclear submarines, when, like, right when, like, like 10 years prior to this show. That's so what, that was, like, that's amazing. That's what the Enterprise is from how they describe it and how it operates and everything. It's just a nuclear submarine. Yeah. Um, so he, he squeezes the ship, he gives it a little squeezy, and everybody hates it, and Kirk agrees. And Kirk says, enough, I give in, yeah. for now. Wink. For now. And he looks at the camera, and he, like, winks. And he pulls his toupee <laughs> off, and he's like, see? Um, <laughs> Conspiracy over. <laughs> Kirk agrees to go down. He to doesn't have a toupee. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Like there, there are There's shots no. where you could tell his hair is a little thinning, but he does not have a toupee. He might have had, like you said, he might have had like some procedure afterward. But well, I, mean, I don't if, think if you look so. Look at the motion picture. There's a line at like his. The sides of his head are straight hair. And then there's yeah. a line, and then curly he has, hair. like, a curly mop on top. I believe that's a wig, but that's it. He probably just had, like, shitty 1970s hair replacement. Probably. Because, like, they didn't know how to do that then. Uh, it fucks you up now. It, Joe Buck had it, and it made him lose his voice. Yeah, I watched a video. One of the, the Try Guys got it. His face swelled up like a fucking pumpkin, like six sizes bigger than it should have been. What the fuck? Is he, was he allergic to something? I think he was allergic to something in it. But, like, it was fine afterwards. But, like, I mean, it, we're not making fun of people who lost their hair since no, both, no, like, I, both of us I'm, have lost our hair for the most I'm part. I'm, like, definitely lost my hair. I'm, yeah. like, it's gone now. Like, so. I've, I've got... I don't know, like, 25% of mine left at this point. Like, I'm not making fun of anybody. That's what they don't tell you, like, when you're a kid. That, like, they should just, like, like the boys' gym class, they should just take you in to, like, like sex ed and be like, uh, half of you are going to lose your hair. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're going to lose it. And, like, about half of the rest of you are going to lose your hair way later. Like Way later, right, w- yeah. About 25% of you are going to get to keep your hair for your whole life, so... This is why another reason why Picard is better. 
than Kirk. Yeah, he he lives that bald life. He just lives it. He owns it. There's that doesn't great, matter. There's that great answer he gave to a question once where they said, uh, "In the future, shouldn't they have cured baldness?" And he said, "Well, in the future, no one's gonna care." Yeah, why would anyone give a shit? It's fucking amazing. It's brilliant. There's that picture of him going around as a kid. Oh, that's I don't funny. know if you've seen it. It's not real. Yeah, it like the super handsome shot of him. In yeah, the suit. what's what's with that? What, it's what's a up with different that? guy. Is that him? No, it looks a lot like him though, doesn't it? It does, but it doesn't in a lot of ways too. Yeah, he's he, like, too big. He posted he posted uh, that ages ago and was like, "Yeah, it's not me." And it makes the rounds every so often, and people oh, it comes back. It. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it. The internet's full of lies. Yes, it is. <laughs> Speaking of that, continue listening to our podcast. <laughs> we tell the truth. <laughs> but, uh, one of us only lies, one of us tells the truth. Which one is which? <laughs> um, Spock is not allowed to come because he's got pointy ears. And everybody at this period is like, ew, pointy ears, gross. There's a really good moment. And I um, I, I thought this show, like, I, th- I, w- I'm, I was expecting more of this episode because I'm trained on TNG. Yeah. And it's very much like TNG, the episode with the Satan, right? The girl, the hot girl Satan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought that's where they were going, but then I remembered that this is TOS. And no, it's he's really Apollo. And it so he's out, actually fucking Apollo. It turns right? out that the, yeah. Olympian, the Olympian gods are all just aliens. It's ancient aliens, but it's, long before the show. Yeah. It's Chariot of the Gods. Well, Chariot of the Gods was popular at this point. Like, it was like, that's the book that started all the ancient aliens yeah, crap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I, I thought, like, like Kirk knows that he's full of shit, right? Like, because he but looks he at doesn't. Spock. <laughs> right, but he looks at Spock and he's like, oh, are you are you offended, Spock? Like, and it's kind of like a funny, like, kind of like a Spock-Kirk moment where you're like, oh, yeah. they're like buds, right? And, uh. I read more into it because I was high as fuck. Of course. <laughs> but it turns out it didn't matter. It it wasn't he a was, moment. He literally just wanted to know if Spock was offended. <laughs> yeah, he just, yeah. He just had to talk to Spock before he left to go on his dumb mission. Yeah, Kirk takes uh, Scotty, which is important to the plot? I don't know. Yeah, Scotty has to turn into a rage monster. He he has to think that this woman can never take care of herself because of her vagina. Yes, and that she's weak because her uh, X double X chromosomes make her that way. <laughs> That's uh, uh, Scotty Bones, Chekhov, and uh, Lieutenant Palamas, who Scotty is literally obsessed with. We find out it's not <laughs> like he likes her; he's obsessed with her. Yeah, that cup of coffee must have been amazing. I guess. Like, she's trained in um, anthropology. She's like a historian, right? And a mythology. Yeah. And so she um, knows conveniently all about the Greeks and all this nonsense. This episode, I believe, is after Space Seed. The episode with um, Khan. I believe this is after Space Seed. Oh, okay. Because this has a very similar arc for the main female character, where she studies something, and then that something turns out to be real, and she falls in love with it. Weak-minded women, man. They can't They can't like a thing without wanting it to fuck them. It's so fucked up. I'm being super facetious, by the way. Yes. Uh, I'm not serious. This is uh, very... Slash S. Sorry. Yeah, sla- slash S, guys. <laughs> come on. Please. Please do not make me say this, but yes. They... Uh, yeah. 
they in, they like meet Apollo, and he's like, "Hey, everybody, my name's Apollo," and they're like, "Like the god?" And he says, "Yeah, like that guy. I mean, me." <laughs> he's a simple humanoid, according to tricorder scans. He's just a guy, but he does have one extra organ—the god organ. <laughs> yeah, this is some. This is where I was like, okay, we're definitely gonna go some alien shit, right? Yeah. I mean, technically we did, but it's it's like the founders, not the founders. It's like the wormhole alien shit, the right. prophets, where it's like it's we gotta make everybody happy. Yeah, yeah, so you can't be too. You can't be too non-religion. It's not at this power. point. Yeah. There's also that Futurama episode, and I, 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 in my really high brain, was like, oh, like, is that where they got the idea for this? Like, the one where Leela finds Al Kazar, and it's, oh, like, yeah. married with children? <laughs> That's where I thought this... Episode. I think they got the idea, like, because, like, I know they're fans of Star Trek, obviously. Like, so they, yeah, like... Al Kazar wears in. the Apollo outfit. Yeah, he wears the outfit, yeah. He, he demonstrates his godlike powers by becoming, like, 12 feet tall. Yeah, he's giant, and they're like, they're like blown away by this. Yeah, like this is like the craziest thing they've ever seen. Even though a green hand just grabbed their spaceship yeah. in, the, shit, in the sky, he got real big, <laughs> and like real big by big time as starts yeah. playing. House and you're real like, big car, real big Apollo, real big everything, real big. That's the Star Trek Beyond version of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody drives a Corvette off of a cliff. Don't say something I like in Star Trek Beyond. Um... <laughs> Well, they have that song. That's cool. Sabotage. They play uh, no, and beyond. It's uh, uh, house. Of, no, who is it? Fuck. God damn it! Yeah, they what play, is the they song? They play sabotage as well, but they, they, I think they do play House of Pain or uh, not House of Pain. No, they play uh, Public Enemy. Public Enemy. That's yeah. that's it. Yeah. And she says, "I like the loud, the loud angriness or whatever." Yeah, I like she the says. loud noises and the beats. And the beats. Yeah. I was like, me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Apollo tells his spiel. He does his 1960s. Here's my evil story and plan for you. Yeah, he needs them to love him, right? Yeah, he's like me and all the other Greek gods. We're a gallant band of travelers from beyond the stars, and on Earth we were known as your gods. Yeah, so they stop by for like a pork roll on Earth, <laughs> like at a fucking diner, as you should. As one does when you're in the shitty state of New Jersey. He, um, uh, sorry, like, New Jersey, but you blow. Uh, and then he says, "These people fucking love us." Um, that's cool. We're gonna go now. <laughs> yeah, like apparently they. Here's here's where Apollo's story starts to break down a little bit. A little bit. He says that they're aliens from outer space. And they came to Earth, and they were mistaken for gods, and lived the life of gods on Earth. And then right. he also reveals that he need that the gods need to be worshipped, or they become like one with the wind. They uh, disappear. What? How do those two things line up? What the fuck did you do before you got to Earth? Worship each other to live? Yeah. Why? Like, how were you alive? Like, how were you li- living? Um, is it like drugs? Do you just like, is it like Probably, heroin? Actually, now that you mention it, they were just like hopped up on goofballs. Hopped up on that love, that Valentine's Day love. Um, this episode is actually really funny. Unintentionally, because, 
Scotty continuously gets mad and jumps at Apollo and gets bitch slapped away in more and more ridiculous ways throughout the whole episode. It's I like think a it's running symbolism. <laughs> Literally, a run- he runs at him a lot. <laughs> and Kirk's like, no, no, no. He's like a dog getting off his leash. Yeah, no, no, is. no. Come back. <laughs> and he keeps having like a little talk with him where he's like, here's, here's like a little moment that shows that Kirk is not pop culture Kirk. Where he reprimands him, but he puts his hand on his shoulder, and he's like, you yeah. could have been killed, you big dumbass. Yeah, he's like his friend, right? Like, yeah. they're friends, yeah. And um, Scotty's like, you know what, Captain, you're right. I've finally learned my lesson, and I'm never going to do it 30 more times in this episode. <laughs> and then he does it again, and you're like, cool. <laughs> Scotty, no, 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 no. <laughs> Drop it. Drop it. He's not got a phaser lawn, in his not mouth. On the lawn, no. no, no, fuck it. Ah. Uh, he's, his rabid dog keeps attacking Apollo. He keeps getting shot down with electricity beams. He's so horny for this anthropology girl. She's beautiful. She is a beautiful lady. Um, she, she is. Apollo puts her in a super sexy outfit. Uh, I remember, yeah, it's very revealing. I, I remember um, reading interviews with the costume designer who said he he went as far as he possibly could to make women naked on set that he could get away with. And I, was I mean, like, that it sounds comes, about right. It comes really close, in the, and especially later when that tornado wind is going on or whatever. Oh, yeah. and, and she's like, the actress is like literally like holding onto her dress to keep she, it on her body. She's trying to cover herself. Yeah. And all I can think of is, like, how uncomfortable must that shit have been? Like, you shift wrong yeah. and your nips out. I mean, there's probably tons of footage of those those boobies popping out. Probably. Because there ain't no way they weren't. That, Gene that Roddenberry fucking... kept that in his personal collection. <laughs> Gene Roddenberry was ahead of his time in a lot of ways, and he very much did believe in women's equality, but he was also, like, a fucking horn dog. It was the Everybody 60s. knows. Yeah. Everyone was just, like, free love, right? <laughs> um, he he's got like some sort of a power source they figure out because like he remotely fuses all of the uh, like energy cells in their phasers and they can't use the transporter or communicators yeah this is where this is like such a missed opportunity and again like it's not fair to compare it to TNG which is like a f- far more thought out plots yeah, and stuff I mean it's like for like 30 years later. Yeah, it's just it's just in a lot of ways just more uh cr- like well crafted. But like like I, in my in my high brain I was like, "Wait, like they're going to find the source and it's just they're not going to care." Cuz like at that point, why would you care if he was an alien or like he's an alien. Like they wouldn't call him a god, right? No. They would just be they, like, "Oh, this fucking alien guy is going to kidnap us. Fuck this guy." They do find his source of energy and then they just shoot it with their big gun. Which is they, not... like, Yeah, they, like, cut holes in the shield or whatever, right? Yeah, they just shoot it with their big gun, which, like, is not the smartest way to get out of a problem. But everyone's really stupid in this episode anyway. Yeah, there's, a, a like, a, a shot of them shooting the source, and it's... Uh, I don't know... Again, I don't know if time, time was, like, uh, dilated for me again, but, like, it felt like... That shot was, like, ten minutes long. It took forever, even for me, and I was high on nothing. (laughs) 
You were high on Adonis, though. Adonis. You were like, mm. I can't imagine how many people, like myself included, before I found out about the connection, like who mourns for Adonis being a line from a poem. Like they were like, but the guy's name is Apollo. <laughs> why the fuck did they name it this? Yeah, why, like, why would you confuse the... Yeah, I don't know. It's symbolic. But, I mean, back in the day, who was fucking paying attention to titles past a certain point anyway? Like, you see it on the screen, and you're like, alright, cool. Yeah, it would go, and then you, would, you wouldn't really ever see it again. No. Unless you were, like, really, like, into logging the titles of shows. <laughs> Which I'm sure people were. Somebody's job was to do that, but not... Not people at home. People at home were like, oh, Star Trek's on. I don't have to think about Vietnam for an hour. <laughs> sure hope my uncle slash husband slash brother isn't dead. Same guy. Um, <laughs> if they're from a certain part of the country, maybe. The uh, crew back on the Enterprise uh, somehow know what's happening on the surface, even though they can't know. I don't... They just automatically know he has to have a power source on the surface, even though they just figured that out down there. Yeah, Whatever. they're not communicating with each other, but they're kind of on the same page, I guess. Yeah, Spock and Kirk bone so much, they've shared all their brain cells. A better version of this scene and these scenes is Star Trek Six, when oh, Spock yeah. like takes over, and he's like, okay, now we're going to do it like this. And then they start kicking ass, right? Hell yeah. But in this episode, Spock's like, hmm, giant green hand. <laughs> he must have a power source to make a big hand. <laughs> yeah, and there's no real reason for him to think that, other than he's smart, I guess. He's, he's super smart, though. Yeah. He, he uh, <laughs> just listen to any rap song made during the 80s. They mention how smart Spock is in all of them. Yeah, Spock rounds with a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame it didn't continue into the 90s, because Spock also rhymes with cock. Uh, the BC boys say Spock. They say it all the time. Pinch on the neck like Mr. Spock, right? Yeah, are you, cl are you Klingons in your grandma's attic? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then they used their song, and then they were like, don't do that. And they did it anyway. Because <laughs> this, this movie suck, don't do it. Um, Uhura's rigging up a subspace bypass circuit, which is a thing that they mention uh, ever after this. And <laughs> Sulu figures out that there's a power source on the planet, but he can't figure out where it is. So Spock's like, I'll oh, just scan the whole planet. And Sulu's like, the yeah. whole planet? And he's like, the whole planet. Yes, sir. Like He's like, <laughs> just been given like the suckiest job on the ship. And he has. <laughs> and there's, a, there's like... Miles O'Brien's great 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 grandfather is on board at this point. His name is Lieutenant Leslie, and he has a giant potato face just like O'Brien does. <laughs> wow, that's racist. I am Irish. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> His potato face. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Apollo whisks Lieutenant Palamas away from the rest of the crew. Scotty gets his shit wrecked again. Yeah. And um, Apollo gives this fucking <clears throat> shit. Fuck. Oh, no. Apollo, <gasps> don't take Jeff from me. <laughs> oh, shit. That sucks. <laughs> I'm sure people have noticed I'm a little under the weather at this point. But 
Yeah. Also, we're having like technical problems. It's been a great couple of days. Yeah, it's, it's been it's, real wonderful. Shit has not been working for a while. Yeah. Um, it's Adonis. But, I mean Apollo or whatever. Apollo. Apollonis. Apollonis. Apollo gives the whole spiel about you know they uh, they returned to their home after being worshipped on Earth, but there were no worshippers, so they lacked the strength to go home, and they all discorporated because they weren't being worshipped. Which again makes no fucking sense to yeah, what he was saying. Wouldn't you not do that? I mean, whatever. They're aliens. Who knows, right? It's whatever. I guess. But, like, he says that they, the gods can't die, even though they all died. Yeah. And they evaporate into space nothingness. He um, talks... He tells... In a very romantic way, with romantic music playing, Apollo tells... Lieutenant Palamas, that she is going to be his fuck slave, who he's going to impregnate with a race of new gods. Yeah, it's super romantic. And she's she's super into it. Yeah, she like... So in my head again, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, like, is she into it or is she just like playing him to survive, right? Nah, she's into it. She's super into it. Like, she's like, oh, I love this alien who wants to fuck me, who kidnapped me and my, and my whole crew. Um, there's a weird vibe to this whole episode. Yes, agreed. Um, our heroes have been kidnapped, and they're going to be forced to be slaves to a god for all times. But they still kind of just want to chat with him, and they feel bad for him. And I'm like, fuck yeah. you, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, it's confusing. It's it, it's very, it, it's again, it's like, it's like proto-TNG, which uh, obviously it is, but like... Yes. But like, I, I, like in my head, I'm like, oh, they're gonna like figure out a way to, to get out of this, right? No, no. <laughs> the plan no. to get out of it is so god awful, too. Yeah, but um, like the landing party f- figures out as well that there's energy coming from somewhere, but they can't figure out where, even though they're standing right the fuck next to it the whole time. Conveniently, it's the temple. It's the like. Yeah, Parthenon or whatever the fuck fucking shit it is. I don't know. Chekhov is like, oh, he probably has his ability to channel his own power, like the electric eel. Oh, that's how this makes sense. And Kirk's like, good job, kid, you fucking little baby back bitch, you tiny little girl boy. Thanks. He's just so like he treats he's him so off like he's twelve. He treats him like he's twelve the whole time. I'm gonna get you an ice cream cone in the cafeteria later. Chekhov's like, yay, yay! They were invented in Russia because that's a joke that we keep saying. That's the only one I got because it's the Cold War. Get it? And Russians claim that they claim they own everything. They invented it all. I get it. Um. <laughs> Apollo shows back up again without Palamas, and he's like, you don't need to worry about her anymore, because I'm gonna do her. And <laughs> Scotty's, like, real mad, so he picks up a vase and runs at him. Yeah, he's gonna hit him with a vase. And, again, he gets completely fucking wrecked. And yeah, he just gets tossed. Like, he just gets thrown around. Like, bye. And Chekhov is the only one who's paying attention at this point, I guess. Like, he's the only one who keeps yeah. coming up with answers to shit. 
That's good. Somebody's trying. Yeah, he's like, yeah. When Apollo vanished, it looked like he was really tired after using his magic. Yeah, he's real sleepy because he doesn't have any heroin. He doesn't have any worship heroin. He has to get completely blown the fuck out on some heroin. Yeah, he needs to get like tarred up, son. So get on that horse. Get back on the dragon. <laughs> Kirk's big plan is that he's going to force him to expend all of his power by killing one of them, maybe two, and yeah, then who the knows? other one is going to go hit him. However many plan. it takes, man. Throw bodies at him. <clears throat> Shit. Um, I'm leaving it. It's just They got to know about how that's fine. hard we work when we're not feeling good. My throat is killing me. Um, you have strap? Probably. I gave it to you too. You got the mono. You're gonna give it you're gonna give it to me? Yeah, I've already given it to you a couple times, you know what I'm saying, so Yeah. Um, I'm like the what's her name? And you're like Apollo. Yeah, you're Palamas. I'm gonna make a race of god babies from your butt. (laughs) Um, I mean that's where they would come from. (laughs) Damn it, my throat. Um Spock (laughs) Asks Potato Face to check out the um, n- the nuclear electronics lab so that sure. they can do s- they can generate M rays on selective wavelengths to punch a hole through Apollo's force field so that they can shoot their guns. Yeah, we got a phaser M. It's yeah. that's at least kind of Star Trekky, I guess. Yeah, right? That's they get into some complete gobbledygook about like science and M rays and new <laughs> rays. <physics. laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, normally which is in super Star Trek <laughs> in the movies and like later, Spock would just like do the math in his yeah, head, right? He just know it because he's super smart. Yeah, Bismarcky but... said so. So wait, uh, what? Biz Bismarcky mentions Spock at like every other song about how Bismarcky does. I don't know if yeah. I've. I only know the uh, you you got what that's him right. That's Bismarcky. There's a line like I'm super educated. I'm smarter than Spock. Damn. Um, on a, that's, like that's a Apollo comes back again and he's like, "Are you guys gonna fucking worship me or what? What are you doing? Yeah, come on." And uh, Palamas comes back, and uh, Kirk and his little his and Chekhov and Bones are like, "Fucking fight me, bitch! You ain't got nothing." They start like laughing at him and shit. They're like, "Ah ha!" Like they're just being real dickwads. And like, he's like mad about it, and he's gonna like start attacking them, which is Kirk's plan. He'll yeah. kill Chekhov, and we won't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> Get rid of my son for me. <laughs> um. However, Lieutenant Palama starts jumping in front of them, which ruins the plan. Yeah, she says, don't, no, don't hurt them. You're a merciful god, and you should show mercy. And then oh, Apollo shit. is like, I'll never forget this, even though <laughs> I forgive you. And you're like, this guy's crazy. This dude's got some issues. It's so redheaded, though. I was like, yes. Kirk, I agree with you, Apollo. <laughs> I'll follow you to hell. Jesus Christ. I'm glad they destroyed that temple. Um, or did they? Kirk immediately comes up with another plan, and he's like, it depends entirely on the lieutenant's loyalty. If she really has fallen for Apollo, then we're all doomed. Yeah, so they don't really know, right? Like, they kind of don't know if she's acting, really. Yeah. In my head. But she's not. Which is like, 
all you needed to do, like, so, like, if this was, like, later in Star Trek, like, they would be, like, okay, this, this is the, this is the crisis. The crisis is, like, can they trust Lieutenant Palamo or whatever her name is to, like, Palama, to, like, uh, do her job or do her duty, right? And, like, at the end, they would be, like, why would you, like, she would be, like, why would you question me? Like, I'm, I'm in Starfleet. Like, that's how it would go, right? But in this, no, she just loves a guy, cause love. Yeah, and they were a hundred percent right about it. <laughs> yeah, she like. Well, she talks to Kirk, right? Yeah, like and Kirk she, takes her aside. Yeah, and they have an aside. <laughs> he's there's a moment that I find really funny where Chekhov's like, "I'll go talk to her." He's like, "How old are you, Ensign?" And he's like, twenty two. And Kirk says, "Well." I should probably be the one to go talk to her then. Yeah, like, you fucking that, virgin. That's, like, super sexist, too, because it's, like, it's just, like, a weird, like, like, you're placing, like, sex into this, like, very serious position, right? Like, like yeah. it's not about that right now, you know what I mean? Like, we're trying to survive, and, and like, I, I don't know, maybe something gets lost in the translation, Maybe maybe it's supposed to be, like, like he knows more about how to talk to women about love or something. I I don't know, but it comes off very like weird, like dad dickish, right? Yes. Like he's does. swinging his dad dick around, and you're like, all right, man, <laughs> check out my dad dick. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, like I don't know. Not that like why would Chekhov even assume that he could go do that? Like why would he even say that? You know what I mean? It's a good question. He's like, just like. Let me go do it so you can dunk on me real quick in this joke. Yeah, like, d- like, does he just want to like look at her? Like, I don't, I don't really get like what, I, but whatever. This episode is good. <laughs> it's not, it's not great. I will say that. <laughs> I just checked out if Michael Forrest pl- was in the Twisted Sister video, and shockingly, he wasn't. What the fuck? Uh, I don't believe it. I still think he was. <laughs> It's got, it seems like the same guy in my brain. Like, I'm seeing him right now. What else did he do? Um, Star Trek Continues, the fan series. He played Adonis in it. Or oh, Apollo. he's back in that. Yeah, he played Apollo in it. And he's super old because uh, he wasn't being Cause worshipped. Because he, wa- he was old. And the new the ship's counselor that they added for the show falls in love with him for seemingly no reason. Oh, this Even though he's got- super old and weird. He's got so much people like wanting to hump on him. He's got that charisma score through the roof. <laughs> but, All yeah. points in charisma. Apollo's like, yeah, I'm gonna like pump you full of god babies, and then uh, that's your existence forever. And she's yeah. like, oh, it sounds so romantic. Yeah, it sounds great. It's 1967, sure. Um, I don't need um, anything else to live for. I'll just be your fuck doll. <laughs> Apollo goes back to Kirk again, and he's like, yeah, you guys are going to herd my sheep, and you'll be loved, and I'm your dad. And Kirk's like, nah, my dad is alive, and that's why the universe is real good. (laughs) My dad didn't (laughs) die in this universe, so this one's pretty great. But yeah, Kirk has his conversation with Lieutenant Palama. Palamas and Palamas. Uh, she's she's like, but I love him. And Kirk gives a speech, which is a little, it's a little bit of a famous speech, where he grabs her hand and says, you know, like this is all we have in the universe. This We're is a human to each touch. Other. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. This is pretty good. Like this, yes, this is good speech. This is good. Yeah. 
And he says, that's where your duties lie, with us, yeah. with humanity, with your brothers and sisters, not with the gods who wish to subjugate us. Right. Which is uh, a very 1967-ish way of saying, uh, you don't need God. Yeah. You got to use science. Any, it's the closest and you're ever going to get to that at yeah. this point. Anyway, Even in like later series, the closest you get is in the evil universe Cisco like outright says that they're a planet of atheists. That's it. Yeah. Cisco. Um, My man. Palama goes back to Apollo and Kirk is like, remember your duty is and who it's to, and please, dear God, don't fuck that guy. Please. <laughs> It'll uh, bum me out. <laughs> It'll ruin my vibes. I'm telling you. <laughs> and to not ruin your vibes, we're going to take a quick break and be right back after these commercial messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. We invited an expert team to our laboratory to give us their opinions of Disney's DuckTales video game from Capcom. Yes! Awesome! You'll have exciting adventures helping Scrooge MacDuck escape danger and become the richest duck in the world. Cool. Totally hot. Way radical, man. Excellent. Join the DuckTales gang in Disney's DuckTales for Nintendo by Capcom. Also, look for Mickey Mouse Capade. It's a quacker. Oh! Back to the show. Welcome back from those messages, everybody. We're back. We're back. We're <laughs> racked with fucking technical difficulties, but we're gonna it's, push through. It's been great. It's been so wonderful. <laughs> um, Uhura does her subspace thingamajig. And That's right. She contacts the landing party, and Spock has figured out that the temple is where the gods' powers come from. Which is like, um... Uh, it's like a video game. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> like, oh, that's where the... We gotta hit him here, in the big eye. Oh, the big eye! Oh, okay. Hit it in its giant red glowing weak spot. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> the ship is ready to fire, but they don't know where Apollo and Palamas are at this point. Right. And Scotty is losing his shit. We have to wait for her! We have to wait for her! Yeah, he's... He's real horned up. Yeah, and he wants he wants to to f so he can't f if she's vaporized, right? Yes, and she is just like snogging hardcore with Apollo at this point when it cuts away to her. Yeah, and she does some like heinous shit that would just super suck to have done to you, where she's like, "Oh yeah, I was just studying you. I don't really like you." Yeah, she uh, she rips his heart out. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking incredible. It's, it's really. <laughs> fucking painful i'm like god damn yeah but this lady like, really i'm studying you like i would a new species of bacteria which brings up some ethical questions about what she's doing with the bacteria but <laughs> yeah what would she do to bacteria <laughs> she totally makes out with it at all times uh could you put that bacteria on the lips of this fuck doll that i have so i can <laughs> kiss it right away dr palamas but um, she she starts to leave, and she's like, "What are you gonna do? Force me to be your wife with fucking magic powers?" And he's like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> and he, uh, duh. <laughs> and he makes a storm that like almost blows her dress off because it's the 1960s. 
Yeah, no, it's it's uh, she, there's I'm telling you, watch it again. There's like moments where she's literally holding on for dear life yeah, on that thing. She had to. Yeah, it's I mean it's like a wind machine, right? It's like a fan. Yeah. So like it's just blowing that fuck. I mean that thing is duct taped onto her boobies. It's an industrial like, strength fan. Like double sided taped onto oh, those yeah, titties for sure. There's no that's other all way to hold it, it up. Yeah, that's it, all it's keeping it on. It covers her breasts and her butt, and that's it. That's it. That's it. Yep. <laughs> um, but like she like runs back to the rest of the crew, and Apollo follows, and uh, Kirk's like, "Hey, Apollo, fuck, come get me. It's your temple. Meet me outside." <laughs> and Apollo walks up to his temple like an idiot, and Kirk orders the phasers to fire and destroys the temple over the next fucking year of my life <laughs> watching this happen. Yo, it's like, like the maybe the most anticlimactic thing in any show yeah. I've ever seen. Like it, like you said, it takes like ten minutes, and then it doesn't like it doesn't even like ham bone like fake blow up. Like they don't even no. like do like a continue edit where i would just make something blow up you know <laughs> they just like make it disappear it just yeah. vanishes it just and like, you're like fades out like everything else does and then there's cool. just like plastic rubble laying around yeah you're like wow that was that was awesome i guess it's supposed to be tense because he's like firing lightning bolts at the enterprise at the same time but it's not yeah but but the enterprise like like Sp- Spock is like, just keep doing it, keep shooting. He's like, yeah. forget about it. He's it's like not the, doing anything. The writer of this episode, just keep doing it. Have them yeah. shoot more. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep blowing that fan on that on that actor. And Apollo, blow that like, dress off. Apollo is like, I must go to, I must return to my home planet. And boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Apollo died on the way to back to his home planet. He spreads himself out upon the winds, and everybody's like real bummed about it. Like, yeah. Bones is like, ah, oh, it sucks that we had to do that to the guy who was trying to enslave us. Yeah, it's sort of weird, because I guess, like, on one hand, you're like, oh, he was, like, a part of our history. But, like, you didn't know this guy existed two days ago. No. Nobody really cares about this fucking alien. Like, who who gives a shit? He's an asshole. Yeah, he's a monster. He's, like, yeah. Apollo's people gave the Earth their culture and philosophy, and uh, because of that, like, we've become what we are today, and McCoy's yeah. like, would it really have hurt us to gather a few laurel leaves? And I'm like, are you, th- are you saying to me, an audience member watching your show, that it's cool if we give, if there's, like, a little slavery, right? Like, we're just a little slaves to him. Yeah, like, it's not even like they, like, changed his mind. Like, like that would be a better Star Trek thing, right? Where they, like, prove that they're... They've outgrown the need for the gods, right? Like, you don't... You can make him be their, like, an old god or whatever. But, like, 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 Picard would be like, uh, this is why we don't do this anymore. Like, we don't need this. And then it would like slowly convince the the Apollo like okay like I see but they just kill him and then now they're sad about killing him and yeah, it's like it sucks we killed right. this asshole. Yeah, I would be like <laughs> totally fine with him. Being, maybe that's why we're not like evolved enlightened beings. But like, I, don't know. I think this is bullshit. This is like trying to reach. This is someone who doesn't understand the utopian mindset trying to write it. Yes. Yes. And I hate it. <laughs> this episode has one good moment, and it's when Kirk gives the speech about humanity. Yeah, that's that's the only good thing about this episode. 
I I've seen this before. I don't remember it, but I I remember it vaguely uh, from what like seeing it again. Uh, maybe I just deleted it out of my brain because it's it's kind of really bad. Um, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. There could not be that speech. It could have been specifically worse, actually. It was written differently to begin with, I'm finding out. What was it? Um, Originally, the ending of the episode revealed that Palamas was actually pregnant with Apollo's child. Oh, that's much worse. Uh, Yeah. Could have been much worse. (laughs) Yeah, it's much worse. It's like, now what do we do? I don't know. It has like dialogue that was supposed to be in the episode. Like I'm pregnant, and then Scotty goes, "No, is, is somebody ill?" Bones, Carolyn Palamas rejected her breakfast this morning. Oh, is there Oof. some bug going around? She's pregnant, Jim. I've just examined her. <laughs> Good. Here we go. We're getting what? into the vents. You heard me, Apollo. Yes, yes. Bones, it's impossible. He's <laughs> Richard Nixon. <laughs> Yes. Jesus fucking Christ, that sucks. Dude, that Glad would it be, didn't happen. That would be terrible. She took everything but my bones. She took everything but my godchild. <laughs> uh, originally John Voigt was going to play Apollo. Oh wow. But that, w- he, that would have been better. He wasn't an idiot and didn't take the role. <laughs> yeah, he probably had other things to do that weekend, like garden and not be on this episode. Yeah, not being a piece of shit. Yeah, you don't want to get shoehorned like that. You know, like like what if like like you and I got offered to be on Star Trek, but it was like a really shitty episode like this. So a oh, Discovery man. episode. I don't like know. You'd, you'd have to do it, right? But yeah. like, I in my head, in my like, like smart brain, and maybe yours too. I'm not saying you're not smart. Like, you would want to be um, a recurring, like a chance for recurring character, right? Yeah. Like, you'd want to. Apollo's actor back. worked on this, and then was in almost nothing for 40 years, and then was in an episode of a fan show. What the fuck was he doing for 40 years? Did he really uh, die at the end of this? He was trying to be an actor for 40 years, but he was in this shit. Nobody's going to hire you after this. Yeah. So, like, I would want to be in, like, a, I'd want to be, like, a good character. I think maybe, and maybe he like, wasn't a lot of stuff, honestly. He might have been. I'm, lo- I'm going to go look at his IMDb right now. But but everyone knows who John Voight is. Like, yes. everyone knows John Voight. If John Voight would have played Apollo, there's no chance he would have been as famous. That's fucking Angelina Jolie's dad. Oh, you know what? You said that the guy who played Apollo was super tall, right? Yeah, how tall is he? Same height as me. Six foot three. Eat it. But in 1967, that's like eight foot three. <laughs> I'm the tallest man in the world. No one ever mentioned basketball to me. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Joel Embiid is like seven foot five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, oh. he's like six foot. Like, okay, 30. this dude acted a lot. Never mind. He yeah, just never I'm got sure famous. he was. He's like a theater actor or like yeah, a stage actor. Two hundred and fifty four acting credits. So that's a lot. That's a fuck ton of shit. Oh, he yeah. does voices in video games. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, what does he do? Um, uh, he does voices in video games a lot. Dynasty Warriors, uh, Samurai Warriors, Suikoden. Uh, okay. 
He does anime as well. Paranoia Agent, Apple Seeds, Samurai Warriors. <laughs> you said it like three times. <laughs> uh, Dynasty Warriors. No, there are things. Oh, sorry. There are different things called warriors. Samurai. I thought you Dynasty, said Samurai. Samurai and oh, Extreme Legends. Samurai Warriors, Extreme Legends. Is that like a Samurai trilogy? Warriors. I don't know these games. I don't know them. Are Dynasty they Warriors is uh, they're. 15 of them at this point, I think. That's a lot. So, like, they're the police academy of video games. Well, the video games are basically, like, they take place during, like, the romancing the Three Kingdoms period of China's history. Okay. And you take control of a general. and Oh, and you take over. Oh, no, actually. They place you in the middle of a battlefield, and you are five billion times stronger than everyone else around you, and you just fucking mow through everyone. Oh, it's Hero. And um, eventually, like, there are bosses who are a similar strength to you and everything. But basically, cool. you have an army, but they don't do shit. You single-handedly defeat the armies of your enemies with your general. Oh, man. That's, like, my number one fantasy. It's fun <laughs> Single-handedly fuck, defeating the armies of my enemies. It is a fun-as-fuck series of video games. That sounds awesome, actually. I'm There's sorry a I never Zelda played version. it. Oh, there is Zelda, is the f- like uh, Zelda Warriors. I think it's oh, called okay. or Hyrule right. Warriors. It's that's called. it. That's the game. Yeah, I never played that one. Like either. your general is like Link or Zelda or Ganondorf, or and like right. you, you just mow through armies to fight each other. That's awesome. And uh, I didn't play that one, but I have played a ton of Dynasty Warriors, and it is fun as fuck. Well, now I want to play it. You should. And this guy's in it. Adonis. Yeah. I mean, Apollo. Ad- Adonis. Apollodonaman. Apollodon. God, Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Tactics. Dynasty Warriors 4. Dynasty Warriors 5. Dynasty Warriors 6. Remember when games were just like, name of game, colon, <laughs> tactics. <laughs> they still do Fucking, that, actually. It's so dumb. It's like Fucking. one of the dumbest things about games that I, like, can't stand. Star Ocean. Dot Hack. Uh, Pat Labor, fucking Kesson, uh, Cowboy Bebop the movie. Who was he in that? Uh, Ticket. I don't, I don't, know, Ticket I don't remember is. who that is. He I don't was, remember that. Oh my god, he was a villain in Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. Can you guess what his name was? It was Olympus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's typecast as a Greek god. That's gotta be rough. Worse things to be typecast <laughs> Yeah, you know, I gotta go uh, do my Greek god thing again. Fucking Trigun, Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, Giant Robo. God damn, this dude's in everything. That he, he He's smart, man. Being a voiceover actor has gotta be fucking radical, dude. Yeah, fuck yeah, I would love it. I do a ton yeah. of dumb voices. Hire me. I can do, like, one. It's really fun, though. Lady Gaiden! <laughs> there it is. You're welcome. If anybody needs Mark Twain, you know who to call. <laughs> Mark Twain slash Reese's. Reese's the Twain. <laughs> so you can do a voice of a character you made up that's just your voice. <laughs> I sure can! <laughs> You're just talking kind of like an old man. You're an old man, you fuck! Dude. Alright, Josh, please get the hell out. <laughs> fuck you! You're I'm taking this microphone. You're hired. <laughs> I like the way you think, Henderson. You stood up to me. That was the first test. (laughs) (laughs) You passed the first test of being a voice actor, standing up for yourself. If I was watching Star Trek for the first time ever, 
and I pulled up Who Mourns for Adonis, I think I would shut off Star Trek forever. <laughs> yeah, um, like, I don't know, man. I watched a bunch after this, and I was in, like, a real, like, happy uh, Star Trek zone. Like, happy I was like, oh, man, I zone. fucking love this shit. Yeah, I was like, I was just like, man, I just want to, like, curl up and under my blanket, turn on my tablet. Watch some fucking Star Trek. You know what I mean? That's that's like perfect. Like you just have yeah. a fucking nice cup of coffee or something as well. Yeah, perfect. And I was just like feeling it. I was just like super feeling it. And like this, it didn't even this episode didn't even ruin that so much because I like kept watching them and I was like, man, like some of these are good. Some of them are like lame, like old shitty Star Trek, right? Like, but it is but still like, Star Trek. But it's still fucking Star Trek, exactly. That exactly. I would rather watch any terrible TOS episode than any terrible Discovery episode. All yes. Of them. No. Abs. I mean, without a doubt, I would. I would rather watch any vo- terrible Voyager episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. Fucking Discovery. It's the uh, difference is there are characters that I like. There are like yeah. Even if I don't give a shit about certain characters, I still don't dislike them. Right. Like, like I don't hate Chakotay. I just find him boring. He's just not great, right? But he's not a uh, dislikable. I and do. I do hate Neelix. But <laughs> do you hate how he dances though? He's he's is the dancing queen. I'm not gonna take that away from <laughs> dancing him. queen. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, no, but, like, um, I, I can't stand Michael Burnham, and she's the main character. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, that's, I know, I know, I know, I know, I'm on my fucking de- beating a dead horse, but those guys, they cannot write characters. No. They, they can't write a likable character, and that's, like, one thing that, like, Disney and all of its monopolistic, nightmarish, dystopian glory, they know how to make you like a character, oh, right? Oh, yeah. All like all of the characters that were introduced in Star Wars were likable in one way or another. Yeah, I I, I think honestly the the actors and the characters in those mo- the new ones yeah made made them like okay it made it made them pretty pretty I'll say they're pretty good right yeah. like I like Ray Finn and Poe a ton I think they're yeah. really fun characters yeah but and um I like cranky old man Skywalker too he yeah I great. do too. But, like, I don't give a shit, like you said about... Uh, like, I want to like Michael Burnham. Yeah, I do, too. She's but I don't. She's supposed to be our, our like, window into this universe. Right. I don't like her. I don't like her either. And, I like... Would, I would rather the show be, like, about Stamets or Tilly. Yeah. Or, like... Even Saru is okay. I'd rather it be about him. Like, I can't stand Saru, but, like, he's... I don't know. He's just, like, better than... And like Philip, Georgia Philippa, like she's gone, right? Yeah. Like, where's that character? Like, why isn't she the captain? Well, they have a villainous version of her on the show now. Oh, she's from, the evil from one from the Mirror Universe. Right, and right. She's gonna be the main character of Section Thirty One. Oh, good. Which I'm, of course, I'm hyped for. This will be great. This could be. This is so great. I love this idea. Oh, Section Thirty One is back. Cool. I haven't seen Picard yet, but. Uh, uh, it better be good because everything else is bad. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling it's uh, not. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've not heard anybody who outright hates it yet. Everybody says it's either okay or almost okay. Uh, or yeah, I, I, again, I, I, to be fair, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, but I, seen it, it. it seems it's like off to a better start than. Discovery, well, I mean, Discovery is a fucking disaster. 
but that's we always talk about that and yeah we do people get really mad about it they get upset they they don't get mad that we feel that way they they get like bummed out that we're bummed out like they feel our pain you know we're very we're very empathic we're like deanna troy we're like Raven from That's So Raven. No way, Teen Titans. Wait, is that? Oh yeah, she's like a psychic, <laughs> right? Raven. Uh, that's so Raven. Um. <laughs> uh, you know what's really fucked up? They what? ask Jason Alexander, who has been on Star Trek and is a massive Trekkie. Yeah. They asked him what his favorite episode of the original series was, and he fucking said this one. Yeah, he's kind of a weird guy. He's... I don't trust him. (laughs) (laughs) Having now you told me this information, I don't trust him. He described this episode as thought-provoking, beautiful, and very sad. Uh, It's none of those things. It is literally none of those. I mean, the lady's beautiful. Yeah, the lady is beautiful. Uhura's in it. She's fucking beautiful. she's gorgeous. Uh, Leonard Nimoy is a beautiful human being. I love he him. Is. But there's there's a blog to this day. It posts every day on Tumblr called Spock a Day or Spock Every Day. Yeah. And it is super followed. It's always got thou- hundreds of thousands of likes, and it's literally just photos of Leonard Nimoy as Spock. Man, you know that drives William Shatner crazy. And oh yeah, for sure. Like, if he knows how to turn on a computer, Spock, dude. Yeah, like it's it's uh Terry Farrell, man. She's dating his son or married yeah. to his son, like, like, and he who looks exactly like him. Women love Spock. They always did. Like he got fan letters four or five times as much as everybody else on the show. They wanted the, to break through that icy exterior. Yeah, there's that like forbiddenness to it too, right? There's that like he's a sexy Satan. That's why everybody sexy. loves Riker. As well. He's a sexy Satan. Everybody I, loves a sexy Satan. Look at fucking the Sabrina. Everybody loves the sexy oh yeah. Satan. Yeah. No, sexy bad guy is is great. That'll yeah. never that'll never stop being great. That's no. just in our DNA. We we love that shit. We love a sexy bad boy. Yeah. We love a sexy Satan. Everybody loves a sexy Satan. That's a shirt idea, isn't it? Yeah, dude. I was I watched um. After this, I watched a Cat's Paw, and I was like, why aren't we watching that for Halloween? <laughs> that was on the list of episodes we were going to do for Halloween, but we decided on uh, a different one. I forget. This, uh, what did we watch? We watched something else. Yeah, I forget already. But that was on the list. But Cat's Paw is like, <laughs> it's just like ghosts are yeah, in the it's show. A, it's, a spo- it's a spooky ghost house. <laughs> it's a fucking haunted house. They're like, yeah. what if the Enterprise goes to a haunted house? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay. I at some point I need to go through all of the episodes, like make a list of every episode of Star Trek and mark off all the ones we've already done cuz soon, not even eventually, but soon we're going to end up watching an episode we already watched. It I might happen. It. We'll just have to call it, like revisit it or something. I don't know. I, I we won't know until it comes out. Like we'll put it out and people will be like, "Wait, you already did this one." Well, it happened Aww. when I was wa- I watched uh, Obsession again, and I was like, "Wait a minute! I we did this, didn't we?" Because <laughs> it was the one with the fucking the cloud and the honey yeah. and all that shit. The yeah, Babylum. The Babylum. The Babylum. <laughs> That's right. It was Babylum. <laughs> Goddamn Babylum. 
Still need to cash in on that marketing craze. <laughs> Wait till the Baby Yoda toys come out in like April, and then we'll we'll start making some Babylum toys. Fucking everything's a baby now. Every, it's like it's, it's absolutely babies ridiculous. all over again. It's absolutely ridiculous. They, not they everything a, has to be a baby. They made a little baby Sonic for the Sonic movie, even though it's not in the movie. They just made it to. Sell oh, he's tickets. just a he's just a baby Sonic. Yeah. What I hate about this crap, this like mimetic bullshit that mm. we live in now, is like, like, like Baby Sonic doesn't. It's not even. It doesn't mean anything. No. The re- the reference will be lost in t- like nobody's gonna remember that uh, because of Mandalorian, people liked baby shit. They're not gonna remember that. I love that um, people online hate when you call him Baby Yoda because he's not Yoda. Because he's not. Well, we baby. don't. Well, we don't know that. Everybody's like, he's not Yoda. It's not his name, and I find that hilarious. The people yeah, what care do you call that him? much. What are you gonna call him? The kid, the kid, right? Just the child, whatever. Baby Yoda, baby fucking Yoda. You gotta pick your battles, you know. You really do. Like, <laughs> you can't be getting mad about it. Full of fighting. You don't need to fight about baby Yoda's <laughs> yeah, name. It's fine. It could be Yoda. Who knows? Who fucking knows, dude? <laughs> you know who knows. They haven't said when it takes place, so... Well, it takes place when Yoda is dead. He's dead at this point. Oh, rest in peace, Yoda. Oh, Yoda's uh, all green. Yo, Yoda's... That's so fucking funny you know that. That's <laughs> so funny. You told me the story ages ago, and I can't not think of it's, it every it's time. One of the, dude, it's one of those things that happened in my life that, like, I'll be referencing till I'm, like, fucking 80. I and love like, it. it's such a stupid story that was so dumb. Oh, you kill Yoda! <laughs> you kill Yoda! He was like really upset. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And me and Nick and me and Nick and uh, our friend Sam were like, yeah. Yeah, they did, <laughs> like, we, man. we didn't know what to say. We we're just like, yeah. I mean, I yeah, can't believe is, that shit, dude. They kill Yoda. He is all green. You know what? <laughs> I think that's a good stopping point for this episode. It's not good. You can watch it if you want, but <laughs> it's it's not thought provoking, nor is it beautiful, nor no. is it the other thing Jason no. Alexander said. Jason Alexander is full of shit, is what we learned on today's yeah. episode of M Class. Duckman can go fuck himself. <laughs> Fucking Duckman gave me nightmares when I was a kid. Uh, like, Duckman was weird, right? Like yeah. it was it was on really late on USA. Um, it was just weird. It was a weird show. It was, I guess it was supposed to be a play on, like, Daffy Duck and Porky, because his best friend was a pig. Pig, yeah, yeah. Except, like, he, I guess he masturbated more than Daffy does. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming. It was, a, it was an adult swim show before adult swim, right? That's true. That's true. So there wasn't a whole lot of, like, that happening, and it wasn't the right, it was, like, a little too early. It was a little too... I think Duckman probably would have been big if it would have been an Adult Swim show. If it would have been on Adult Swim, it would have been huge, right? Um, but our generation was a little young yet, and mm-hmm. we were the ones who really thought that that irreverent nonsense was hilarious. Dude, I but. saw this is either even like neither here nor there, but I saw an interview. Uh, Larry King interviewed Eric Andre. Yeah, I bet that was good. It was the most fucking awkward half hour of my yeah, life. Eric Andre was probably like, "This guy's such an idiot." Well, like Eric Andre wanted to be interviewed, but like Steve, like Larry King wasn't taking him seriously. He was just reading questions off of cue cards, and every time he would pick up a cue card, Eric Andre would start ruining his show on purpose. Yeah, because Larry King doesn't care about you unless you're like 
a guy that he knows, right? Like, and like Larry, he doesn't Larry, know who that he is. was like Larry King was like, "What's your hidden talent?" And he, off a card, and Eric Andre had been answering questions normally for a minute, and he he went, "I can sixty nine with Larry King anytime I want." <laughs> right. At that point, like he's just checked out, right? Like I love that shit. And he he was straight up like, Larry, I'm trying to have like a connection with you. I'm trying to talk to you, and you're reading off of your cards. Yeah, yeah. Larry and King's phoning it in. Like he told him straight up, like I want to do an interview. I don't want you to just read off your cards. And he kept reading off his cards, so he kept getting more and more disruptive. <laughs> It's funny as fuck. I was like, this is what would happen if Josh got interviewed by Larry Kay. <laughs> that's that's a remarkable compliment. That that means a lot to me. That's very yeah. complimentary. You're Thank the Eric you. Andre of this podcast. I'm the Hannibal Burris. I think I think Eric Andre is like way underrated. Like Dude, I he's lo- fucking hilarious. I love him. Like and I love like that he just is like, fuck it, this doesn't matter. Like I think the world needs a little bit more of that. They had, like, a five-minute conversation about him killing himself on stage as a bit. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I always wanted to just, like, kill myself on stage in front of everybody, as that would be, like, my final bit. Larry King was like, uh, okay, how would you do it? He's like, skydiving onto a bed of nails. (laughs) It's just stupid. It's just so stupid. But it's great. I'll have to send you the link to that. It's so fucking funny. Larry King sucks. He does. Um, he's a million. He is old as shit. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us ramble about our absolute favorite things. And if you'd like to be a part of it, you could send us an email for our other program, M Class Email. And it's mclassemail at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. Oh, yeah. We'd uh, specifically appreciate it if you became a patron over at <gasps> patreon.com slash podcast. if you'd like put to in, support what we do. Put in the ching sounds. Cha-ching. <laughs> I'd like to give special thanks to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find that bad boy on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore. Yeah. It's so I love that song. I say it every time, but I I, it's I love so it. It's so good. It's so fucking good. I feel like we're kind of like sucking our own dick when we talk about how good it is, but at the same time, like <laughs> we if didn't you could, make it. I didn't make it, but also like if you could suck your own dick, wouldn't you? Mm, yes. <laughs> exactly. I thought about it. Yes. Uh, thanks Worth again it. for tuning in, and we'll be back in two weeks with more M Class goodness. Bye bye. Bye, Belum. <laughs> Eat, pray, babilum. Eat, pray, babilum.
I'm mentally ill. 